the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. It's me, Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. He's getting prepared for a big client webinar on Thursday evening, so he asked for me to sit in today. But also, there's always work on portfolios at a time like this. There's always tinkering and uncovering things that you always have to stay on top of. With that said, he'll be back tomorrow. Trump says he's going to suspend immigration to the U.S. over coronavirus. That was a big headline last night. Bigger headline was Kim Jong-un is in critical condition after surgery. That's a situation where it's a demon unknown versus a demon known. Not a lot of information coming out of North Korea. But the question is, who takes over power if something happens? And is that worse than the person already in? I think some people would say that taking Saddam Hussein out of Iraq made the problem worse with more radicalized leaders. Just throwing that out there. Then there's the headline that oil is below $0 a barrel. People can't find any place to store it. Did I ever think I would see this in my lifetime? Probably not. Shake Shack is returning part of their bailout. They, being a big corporation, saw an opportunity to grab $10 million they were probably going to be able to forgive. So they took it. Word kind of got out that program ran out of money because big companies were taking it along with mom and pops. They gave it back for PR reasons. Also, they make millions in profits, just their margins aren't great, and they're going to lose money probably during this period of time, right? So there's a lot going on. A lot of headlines that make people a little bit pissy, a little bit angry. I'm a little bit stressed. No doubt about it. I get it. Um, markets around the world went negative after we went negative yesterday, and we're going to be negative again at the open today. Still, for the month of May, we're having a not for the month of May, month of April, we're having a very nice month. But that's after a pretty horrific month in March, and that's after a ten-year up market. So the fact that we overshot on the downside probably had to do with a bloated stock market that was already fat. But now we continue to look at just a very fractioned United States, and we're talking about when do we come out of this? Will it be better or worse if we have protesters? Um, Do people have the right to assemble if there's a fire? No. But do they have the right to assemble if they see it as a really nasty flu? 
not if your governor says don't do it, but I digress. German Chancellor Angela Merkel reopened smaller shops on Monday, said that Germany would only know the impact of the eased measures in 14 days and that it will not move too quickly with next step. A lot of countries are going to be taking it a little bit differently. And we'll watch them. Coca-Cola sales fell in the first quarter. This is one that I, I it kind of makes sense. Then again, you're like, well, people are at the grocery store, so maybe they're buying Coca-Cola as well. Beverage companies said that volumes fell 1% in the three months just ended March 27th. So they didn't get a whole world pandemic. That's more when it was an epidemic. But uh, March definitely started to open it up for the negative flow of news. But uh, Coca-Cola said some interesting things. Companies around the world ramped up lockdown measures in March. They saw substantial sales declines in March in uh, away-from-home channels, like restaurants, bars, and movie theaters. And you go, how much business do they do where people pick one up? How much do they do where people get a six-pack for home? How much do they do for restaurants, bars, and movie theaters? That's about 50% of the revenue. So you kind of see that it's not just, well, they're in a grocery store. (laughs) Beyond Meat's going to have that same exact issue. Um, where they've needed the grocery store to sell their product. Hey, that's not a problem. But when you need a restaurant, hey, 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 that's a problem. No one's going out. It's expected the economic news is going to get worse before better. Um, And with this recent drilling down of oil, you got to expect it. Global stocks are slumping as oil prices trade in negative territory. There's no place to store it. Does that give you the magnitude of this kind of slowdown? In our wildest dreams. And again, I'm sure environmentalists and they're, they're cheering and like, hey, let's see how good the earth looks when this is all said and done. Keep us locked down for a while, right? Interesting. I just brought up Beyond Meat and they just uh, released a press release that said Beyond Meat is headed for Starbucks stores in China. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I've been saying recently is trying to find solutions on pandemics is try to make the world's food supply healthier. It's not a secret that if you go to a United States farm at this point in time, it's fairly scientific. It's not Farmer Brown saying, hey, here, Lucy, come over here, Lucy, and pull a gun out and shoot Lucy in the head. So if our problem started in China, people eating bats, People getting mad at people who eat bats. People blaming countries who eat bats. People using crazy terms. And then you see the backlash of it is never pretty. But Beyond Meat would be a good thing to sell, in theory, into China. Um, Better food. uh, Meat alternative. And I hate to say it, but uh, I think the world could do with a little bit better food these days. China had a lot of hogs die last year. And like we've already forgotten that story. They had to slaughter 700 million hogs from African swine fever. So this isn't our first pandemic. Or this won't be our last pandemic. Or this won't be our last rodeo. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Because oil is a storage situation, 
that should get back to some level of normal in the next couple of months as storage space is sold and opened up. Um, but we're still, it's still incredibly weak. We're not going to see negative $6 barrel. That's not going to happen. But, well, I can't say never, right? Do you remember that botched IPO last year, the WeWorks, where I didn't like the CEO, and I don't know if CFP Chad Burton ever talked about this on his show, but a lot of people talk and ask me about my show of like IPOs. They find them very sexy. And one of the things I say is you have to give a company a year so you can see how it trades in good markets and bad markets. And if you give it 10, 15 years, you can see how a company trades in recessions and pandemics now. So you'll always have a base case, worst sick case scenario. But the CEO of WeWork, he was kind of a goofy dude. And when I say that, kind of spiritual. And it's just, for me, a financial type. I'm used to seeing my CEOs in suits, not flip-flops. Um, but he's suing the company now. He walked away with billions of dollars as an IPO that never came public. He was ousted. He was probably embarrassed. Uh, he took a lot of money over time from SoftBank, and when things looked bad and they couldn't bring the company public because they're losing too much money, he gets let go, and now he's suing. And it just goes to show you IPOs could be a mess. They're very sexy to look at, but they can get you in trouble. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Welcome in. Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. These are pretty crazy times that we're trying to cover each other as often as we can in financial media-related events. Um, just crazy the way it's, it upsets our outside work schedule. The inside work is like the easiest part, right? But uh, figuring out schooling issues and other things that we used to take for granted. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't have a cough button because I'm set up in a remote location like everyone else. Um, one of the big shocking Images that we've seen throughout the coronavirus, and we've seen a couple, like you know Disneyland shutting down. You would say something along the lines of second worst day ever on Wall Street it was a shocking thing to see. But Disney shares, some people are saying now that Disney can't reopen until probably 2021. Here's the problem that we're having right now. South Carolina is trying to reopen. Georgia's trying to reopen after essentially a self-induced shutdown. I'm not going to argue the health benefits because I'm not smart enough to. Um, but Disney is now, we're starting to say, they may not come back until 2021. If you assume the parks are closed, as that's the most aggressive stance you could take right now. The parks have been closed for five weeks in Europe and the United States, um, Asia as well. They've got more than just Disneyland and Disney World. We used to laugh when Disney was expanding, and they're like, uh, they're going to put Disneyland in, in Europe. You know, they have real castles there, but they've done quite well. 
to me, one of the big, I don't want to use the word outlier because it's the wrong way of using it, but we don't know when we're going to go back to work. We're going to do a little bit of a test case with George in South Carolina. I guess that's good. Um, in that they're not incredibly large economies compared to California, New York, and Texas. Texas just got a nuclear bomb yesterday with oil going to zero. A nuclear bomb to their economy. Don't get mad. Rob talked about nuclear warfare. That's not even funny. But their economy has just gotten nuked. Um, so if you think about you know California shutting down, I, I, the productivity has to be way down, right? How many... Billions are we seeing lost in the restaurant industry right now, in the tourist industry? But you don't want to see Texas go down. On one level, you could, or one hand, you could say like, "Hey, it's Texas. At least they're, you know, they're, they will always be driving cars. Can't make money with oil that cheap. If you can't make money, bosses say, well, you might as well stay home there, Lloyd, because I ain't paying your salary to lose money. We'll wait for oil to go back up, and I'll call you Lloyd. And that's my impression of a boss from Texas as well as all employees from Texas. They're named Lloyd. So even when Disney reopens its park, attendance is expected to be 50% of 2019 levels and then climb back to 75% in the second half of 2021. I don't know how much I believe that. You know, the herd mentality right now of... Oh, this is what this is going to look like. This is what this is going to look like. But see, Newsom's kind of like putting a, a sticky wicket in it for everyone right now. It, telling baseball, hey, we're not going to have crowds of over 5,000 anytime soon. Forget about it. The earliest that's been mentioned is Thanksgiving of this year. The reality is it's looking like next year. So that affects hockey. It affects uh, baseball it affects soccer league. Like it affects everyone, right? So Disney not being able to open up and how long does it take people to get back? But we're starting to do some models on that right now. I think that's fair to say where United Airlines said yesterday, uh, they didn't say, but an analyst said, if they only get back in 2021, let's just forget 2020. But if they get back to 2021, 75% of what they were doing in 2019 they're going to be bankrupt. They won't have the cash flow to support their debt. Now, that is if and but. And you know the phrase, if, if and buts work, and that's a lot of party we'd have. If nothing else changes, they would be bankrupt. You know, if they don't get some loans, maybe a, a Buffett says, okay, I know the market won't give you a 4% loan, but we'll give you a 10% loan. Do you want it? Anything. We don't know what can happen at this point. So Disney shares are really, I think, the poster child of a lot of what's going wrong right now uh, in world economies. People don't want to get together. That hurts Disneyland, Disney in every way. They're all about princess parties and getting people together. Their Disney Plus is great, but it can't carry no attendance at theme parks. Disney's raised billions of dollars through debt offerings and signed new credit facilities recently. So they've got sufficient cash. I know that in their television production movie production, they just basically took everyone took a massive cut, and some got fired. Um, so if you're left there, you got a twenty percent haircut as far as salary goes. So Disney's turning into kind of like the face of this. I don't know if that's fair or not, but I'm sticking with that one. 
television ratings are down huge. People are starting to gamble. This is the best one that I've seen so far. People are starting to gamble on ping pong. I know. It's one of the only live sports going on right now, so I don't know. They say that Vegas is really ramping up. Um, New Jersey is ramping up their gambling, sports gambling, for the draft. I think that's coming this week. I'm not that much of a sports guy. But that, too, will be a test of can we do things in a new way versus the way we did it in an old way. Pretty alarming number is starting to come out on we're really starting to get some of the economics of this going as earnings season is starting to get further along. Yesterday it was announced that 8 million restaurant workers are now unemployed and the industry is bracing for $240 billion in losses. Keep in mind that let's, if Disneyland only gets back to 75% early 2021, 50% of old attendance, I want to go. You know, the reason I don't want to get to Disneyland is because there's too many people there. And if I feel, <clears throat> then that's going to be a good time to go. Or maybe that'll be the time I go to Hawaii when there's 50% fewer people there, right? I look at it as ha- glass half full. Others see it as half empty. But the restaurant industry, I don't know what it's going to look like. Because I've been talking with you know a couple anecdotal kind of stories here. One guy's a bartender, and he's like, Rob, weird. We don't expect to ever work again. Like, you don't want a bartender that has to wear rubber gloves, and he's grabbing a handle of a bar of the beer, and he's putting his fingers on the glass, and he's putting the glass in front of you, and you're putting your fingers. Are you going to wear gloves? Like, he says, that's an industry that may not come back. The industry, the restaurant industry, is seeking the creation of a $240 billion recovery fund, in large part because they're expected to take $240 billion in losses by the end of 2020. That's an industry that's uh, kind of like ground zero, right? I don't know if I should use these wartime analogies, but it is what it is, and it's out there. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP, Chad Burke, and you can find me and him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. It's Rob Black sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. The world awaits some sort of immunity, either by the world population slowly but surely becoming the large fraction of people who have been infected, and or maybe a prophetic vaccine is on its way. Um we were kind of on our way with a SARS vaccine and then just it never really spread that much and we kind of stopped developing it. A lot of people think that the work on that could have been applied or could be applied to the work on COVID-19. Kids say the funniest thing. They said, so dad, where were you in COVID-1, 2, and 3? I'm like, oh boy, psychologically, this is going to get to people. Um. There was also, a, you know, a small little, you know, again, talking about vaccines is kind of fascinating because I don't think it's as bad as the Republican Democrat, like we have to hate each other thing going on in society. But the vaxxers, the anti-vaxxers, um, there's a, a tennis player named uh, Novak Djokovic 
Um, he's great. He's powerful. He's dominant. 17 time grand slam champion. He's not for vaccines. And he's saying that if the world puts a travel ban on people without vaccines, he's like, I may have to leave the sport of tennis. Some of the little things that you don't think are going to come out of a pandemic do. And I would almost refer to that as kind of an unintended consequence, but not quite, right? So if you're a competitor of Djokovic, you're like, great, great news. You're so good at what you do. If you don't play, then maybe I can win a tournament or two. Um, but again, it's the unintended things. Like, I didn't see that coming. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. And a lot of people have probably lost a lot of money on paper. One of the things I'll tell you is, again, it is a paper loss at this point in time. But it's also, you need to educate yourself with your losses. One of the best losses I ever took was a company called Cryomedical Sciences. It was Canadian. I'm not holding it against Canada. <clears throat> but it was a company that had come up with a way of freezing prostate cancer. And cancer's bad. And in the world of investing, when you're starting out in your first five years, you hear a lot of things like cancer or the next Apple or the next Microsoft and hair loss or erectile dysfunction. You know, And you hear the statistics like 92% of all men will be taking this drug one day. And you get kind of excited. Excuse the pun. You get kind of excited to invest and you kind of get all caught up in it. So my father passed away from cancer, and one of the biggest mistakes I made in investing was a cancer stock. And again, it was called Cario Medical Sciences. What I didn't know, I love the idea, and I didn't. The, no one else was really doing this kind of work, freezing cancer. So we can take pictures of diseases. We can take pictures of cancers, right? I don't know. Did you see Amazon's now using heat sense maps? Like I don't know, like the, the things you see in movies where uh, the good. The good sniper's got five bullets, and there's five people, six people to shoot, and you can see the heat map of people walking around. So Amazon's putting that in their factories to see if people have fevers. How do I feel about that? I don't know. I'm not, you know, I tell you, some people are like really Republican, really, you know, vaccine, anti-vax. I, when it comes to surveillance and stuff like that, I, I see the positives and the negatives, and it probably just confuses me. But cryomedical sciences was a mistake of mine because I thought, I was like, okay, new way of doing cancer, way better than chemo, way, way better than radiation, right? Let's take a picture of it. Then we can go up there and freeze that whole little area and then cut out what we need to cut out and the other part will unfreeze. The problem is that the scientists who designed this tool made it very, very unwieldy and kind of clunky. And when you went to apply it, it wasn't easy for doctors to use. So doctors were fascinated with it on one run, but then they said, we don't need to reorder it that ever again. It's almost like me with like protein shakes. I'm like, oh, let's try this protein shake. Oh, it's delicious. And then I get on it for like a year, two years, three years, four years. And then I eventually find something else, right? Um, same thing could be said with medical devices. If you trust the company, you go back to them. If you don't, you don't because you don't want to get sued. So you learn lessons, and I hope you're learning lessons in this time as an investor. Right now, oil stocks are getting crushed. Um, I work with a man who helps run my board here, and he said something not snarky, but it was in the vein of snarky. 
And again, we're different generations. I'm Generation X. He's a millennial-ish. And uh, he said, the, you know, the oil economy is getting hit. And I was like, are you taking a shot at the oil economy being like a kind of a hipster wave the flag? Let's not pollute the world. He might have been. I heard it as snarky. But again, that's where we are now. We all hear what we want to hear. So the markets are dropping today pretty aggressively. The Nasdaq's down 2%. The S&P 500 down 2.2. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 2.3. The drops are not as big percentage-wise or points-wise that they were in March. If I was trying to find a silver lining right now, that's it. Is that down days after an epic up week isn't bad. You can kind of expect it. It's not like every, you know, everyone's walking around New York cured. That's not happening. Um, this is a flight that got really turbulent. We all thought we were going to die. And then it, it started to settle down. But it's still, it could still get a, you know, a chunk of vomit from your stomach if it needs to. Oil at $0 a barrel. You're like, how is that even possible? I'm vomit. Like, it's upsetting. I get it. So the demand destruction has been astounding at a time when oil supply has been excessive. Through the years, we've gotten better and better and better at pulling oil out of the ground. We can pull oil out of sand. Whoa. We can take old rock and frack it and pollute the planet or whatever we're doing and push water into it. I don't know. But there's been no, there is no demand Yesterday, United reported earnings, and one of the things they said is, uh, "We're flying ninety. Uh, we're down to ten percent. <clears throat> you know, we've got ninety percent." And yet, I know a person who got on flight that week with five people. Now, cutting capacity ninety percent for the month of March, they had January and February still positive, and they lost billions of dollars. The numbers are going to get worse, not better. The oil issue, a lot of people think, will be kind of a flash in the pan. But it, it again, tells you demand's a problem. There's a, one of the problems that our government's going to have is they can give us money, and they can give companies money, but can they get us to spend it? Can they create demand? And the answer most economists will say is no. Now, lower prices in theory should create demand, uh, lower inflation, and throwing money out there. Um, it tends to, you go, well, I got $100,000 in my bank account, might as well use it. There's some truth to that. <clears throat> but there's a British economist, John Maynard Keyes, who once said, push on a string refers to the exerting effort where it will not be useful in a given context. They can create a little bit of it, but when you push on a string, it doesn't exactly push the string forward. It just bunches it up. Pushing on a string is when central banks try to enact loose monetary policy. When they're already in a slack economy. So it's probably not going to lead to a lot of results. So Keynes came up with it during the Great Depression. And, and the phrase was, you know, it's been used uh, throughout history in, in the 1930s as we looked back 
and try to say, what did we do wrong during the Depression? So it also played out in 2006, 2008 with the financial crisis when the Fed basically said, you know, we can create so much liquidity that we started calling it a liquidity trap, which you're like, that sounds fun, a trap. Household debt fell until 2013 before rebounding into a record $13 trillion at the end of 2017. Household debt is something that we look at and we say, well, there's demand in the economy. We're using credit card debt. We're using auto loan debt. We're using mortgage debt. Anytime you use that, there's jobs at the other end of that. But right now, the question is, how much is going to be pushing on a string? How much can we expect Disney to bounce back, movie theaters to bounce back, restaurants to bounce back, vacations to bounce back? Um, Starting to look at the ramifications of what this looks like in a year, two years from now. I could imagine a day, and this is already being talked about by governors, every restaurant's going to have a thermal uh, thermometer or a laser thermometer, and you don't go in if you have a fever. Schools could do the same thing. Or maybe we just all calm, calm down. I don't know. I don't have an answer. So it's fun to speculate, but it's just that speculation. Be cautious with that right now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a company called Barstool Sports, and they're trying to be the kind of anti-ESPN. And the owner of the company is a renowned sports gambler. Like, he'll bet on any sport, you know, hockey in Russia kind of thing. He said he's so bored now that he started, you know, speculating on stocks, and he's lost $700,000 already. Um, trying to become a day trader during the market shutdown or the economic shutdown. Um, just be careful. <laughs> Try to stay in your lane. If you're a sports gambler, be a sports gambler. Try not to look at the stock market as a, a nice distraction of trading during the, the lockdown. Anyhow, I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. A lot of celebrities are getting kind of in the hot seat right now for saying things that, like, this lockdown's like prison and jail. And people will quickly come out and say, you clearly don't know what prison and jail are. And that is so fair. But I'm also going to give some of these celebrities a little bit of a out. I never think that like someone like Justin Bieber was that smart to begin with, right? So ultimately, I'm not going to like a lot of people are making big time mistakes right now in social media. It's a big and common thing, right? Um, presidents are getting caught up in words of wars with governors on social media. Weird. You used to use like the TV stations to get at your enemies in politics. Now you just tweet at them. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm sitting in for CFP Chad Burton. Stocks tumble as oil extends declines. The sell-off that brought the May futures contract into negative territory extended into the June uh, contract. 
oil has a weird problem because we've never really had to deal with this. We got so much of it out of the ground and we continue to do it and we continue to do it and we've put it on ships and we started sitting at places and then world demand stopped in March. So there's literally tankers out there waiting to go into a refinery, dump the oil off, go back, pick up another load that they can't dump it off because the refinery can't re- refine it because they don't know where to put it after they refine it. It's kind of a surreal problem. I get coronavirus. I get lockdown. I get no retail. I get restaurants. It's tough to tell people, like, why aren't the airlines buying more oil right now? Why aren't governments saying, you know what? I'll take it for negative $6. You pay me $6, I'll go find a place to store it. It seems odd, right? San Jose mayor, San Jose, big city in California. If you're from the East Coast, you may not grasp it. But when you talk about the Bay Area, you're clearly talking, you used to talk about Oakland and San Francisco, but now you have to throw San Jose in because it's legit. Their mayor, Sam Licardo, so the idea of large gatherings of people is not realistic until 2021, unless there's wide-scale testing or vaccine. Best hope seems to be lying on the wide-scale testing. For the record, I think more and more Americans will be getting flu shots next year. Call me crazy. I have a friend who's one of those, I don't want to say anti-vaxxers. But he swears every time I get a flu shot, I get flu. I'm like, eh, it doesn't quite work that way. But he's like, I'm getting that flu shot next year. If they have COVID in it, I'm definitely getting it. Like, he's changed. So you do want to consider things like um, GlaxoSmithKline. Um, Pfizer's working on a quote-unquote cure. Johnson & Johnson. Big company in face masks. 3M. There's many of them. Oh, and I, I finally figured out, I didn't figure out, but uh, economists explained to me why toilet paper is, there's a big run on toilet paper. And uh, it's not very attractive, but essentially saying people aren't going to work to poop. People are all pooping at home. Therefore, their poop usage at home is up 40%. Therefore, they're getting twice as much as they think they need. Ain't that something? Who knew? Anyway, uh, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti confirmed that his city unlikely to authorize sports concerts or movie premieres until 2021. If you believe them, and on some degree you have to, unless the data on testing gets really great, really fast, uh, that's the end of baseball this year in California. New York said the same thing yesterday. So if the sports teams and sports leagues don't get New York and California, what's the point? Playing without fans, I get it. I'm not going to get into that whole concept, but this is going to be a little bit more. <clears throat> if cautious timelines play out cautiously, this economy is going to be a little bit more into trouble than you think. Sports is big business in this country, as is travel and leisure. We have some good problems uh, in the fact that COVID has shut down a lot of our leisure and travel. It could be worse. Well, it has been worse, especially for hospitals. IBM and Coca-Cola both reported better than expected earnings per share. But both of them are lower in large part because of what they said about the future. Wall Street does not care about what you've done for it lately. You can get a bumper sticker. You know, and it clearly states, uh, what have you done for me lately? Right? It's all about the future. 
And that's why you'll hear disclaimers at times that say past performances are not indicative of future results. IBM and Coca-Cola, uh, both big companies, both very uh, different size type companies. Travelers is down today, big insurance company. They came up short of their estimates. There's news out of Washington that congressional leaders in the White House have agreed to another $500 billion in stimulus, another $310 billion for the Paycheck Protection Program, which, if you look at, really is kind of about trying to get us with a lot of Band-Aids that we hope work until September. But again, go back to Garcetti and the mayor of San Jose saying, we don't see sporting events until 2021. And you can see that there's going to be some some shortages if the governors get the conservative way um, versus opening up the economy and seeing what happens. I'm not smart enough to figure that one out. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, we're waiting on that small business administration loan. The markets, I think, have been acting better in the last month. Today, we're down, but we're not down huge. Um, maybe the, the sellers are getting a little bit tired, or maybe we're just kind of getting used to this is what valuations are going to look like, and we'll fine-tune them after wrecking them, properly wrecking them. Fine-tuning should be the next step. This will be a market of winners and losers. We are still spending money. It's just uh, we've tightened our belts, and when do we open them back up? Government's going to want it sooner than later. Even the bankers will want it sooner than later. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, sitting in for CFP, Chad Burton.